Welcome to The Honest Report, a weekly podcast analyzing media coverage of the Arab-Israeli conflict, anti-Semitism, and radical Islamic terrorism. They attacked by air, land, and sea, taking Israel by surprise during a major Jewish holiday. Now, 13 and a half hours after Hamas launched its audacious assault, Israel says it's at war. Israel is at war. We didn't want this war. It was forced upon us in the most brutal and savage way. But though Israel didn't start this war, Israel will finish it. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says when it comes to destroying Hamas, quote, nobody will stop us. Here's your host, Rob Walker. For scores of Israelis, the horrors of Hamas's genocidal October 7th massacre didn't end four months ago. It continues every single day. Not just for the Israelis who continue to endure rocket fire or who lost loved ones fighting the terror group in Gaza, but also for the families of the remaining 136 hostages in Gaza. There are now negotiations for a possible release of this last group of hostages being coordinated by Qatar, the oil-rich Persian Gulf Kingdom, which is playing a central role. Qatar, while being home to senior Hamas leadership, is also working to secure the release of these kidnapped Israelis. This past Friday at Qatar's embassy in Ottawa, a gathering took place to show support for these efforts and to apply some pressure on Qatar to ensure the hostages are released. Jody Green, communications and advocacy specialist at the Jewish Federation of Ottawa, which helped organize the gathering, joins us as our guest this week. Welcome to the Honest Report Podcast. Jody Green, welcome to the Honest Report Podcast. Thank you. Uh, the pleasure is all ours. I am very excited to speak with you. Uh, you, of course, have had a uh, an important role uh, in organizing a, a a gathering, a rally, a demonstration uh, outside of the embassy of Qatar in Ottawa um, this past Friday, uh, February second, Groundhog Day. Uh, tell us a little bit about how that came to fruition. Yeah, well, right now it um, it it was a critical juncture. Um, for the hostages being held in Gaza, and Qatar has played a role in the negotiations for their release. The country has used its close ties with both Hamas and the West to negotiate the release of hostages from Gaza and get others out through the border crossing with Egypt. And we were contacted by the Jewish Community Relations Councils of New York and Washington, D.C., who both have either embassies or diplomatic consuls of Qatar in their cities to do a unified gathering outside of those locations um, and make it a North American effort to put gentle and affirming pressure on the Qatar government to help see this through and to help for those re- for the release of those hostages. Um, it's not a protest. It's not a rally. We are appreciative of their efforts. We know that they have played a role in, in the past negotiations for the first ceasefire, and we know that they are playing a significant role in the current negotiations. Um, so we are gathering to let them know how meaningful and how important this is to the Jewish community to see the hostages released, um, and that we appreciate their efforts, and that we want them uh, to continue to put that pressure on Hamas for the release. Now, as you know, you know Qatar on one hand is, is certainly involved in ongoing uh, hostage negotiations. At the same time, uh, it houses a couple of the most uh, senior uh, Hamas leaders. How does one sort of square that circle um, in understanding that on one hand, the government there, uh, home to Al Jazeera, a very anti-Israel mouthpiece, home to 
Hamas leaders, but at the same time, a very critical cog in potentially freeing these hostages. How, how, how do you look at that? So that that's a bit more of a, of a political juggernaut than we're going to get engaged with right now. For us, we want to see those hostages freed. This this war, this conflict, what's going on there is never going to move forward as long as there are hostages being held in Gaza. And so anyone who can help facilitate their release is who we want to be speaking with. And so, fair enough. So what do you, you know, what do your sources sort of tell you your understanding in terms of the likelihood or the prospects for this kind of uh, uh, negotiated release? Do you see this as hopefully one more step and we're going to be looking at a final release or is this sort of the beginning in a much longer process? It's a great question. I don't know that I have all, I don't know that I have insider knowledge to answer that. Um, I mostly get my my news from the same places that everybody else does. Um, So we've heard that there may be two stages with women and children released first, and then men and IDF soldiers second. Um, We've heard there might be a complete release. There's still the question of the people who have died and what about their bodies? Do they have them? Will they release them? Um, so that they can have proper burial and their families can mourn and grieve properly uh, over their loss. There, there's quite a lot at stake and there's, there are many questions out there. Um, if, if I ran the world, I would release them today right now. Um, and I would want to tell anyone engaged in that discussion that these are innocent civilian lives that are being, being held as pawns in this, in this game and that we want that peace to end. Um, what actually happens is a little bit out of my hands, unfortunately. <laughs> so the message then of the uh, of the gathering has been to place, as you called it, sort of gentle pressure, uh, but firm pressure on the uh, on the government to to sort of to what bring down pressure on Hamas to fulfill its end, or to help me understand a little bit more of the specifics. Yeah, we know that Qatar holds continue, can, significant sway over the Hamas leaders. Uh, we know that they live there. We know that that they've been quite engaged. We know all of the ways in which Qatar has contributed to the current conflict. Um, and so this is to continue to exercise that sway, but in a way that benefits the hostages. Now, it's interesting they use the word gentle because there are certainly some critics who say, you know, we need to be telling the world about uh, Qatar and the, the influence that it has on Western universities and funding for, for Hamas and so on, while others say you push Qatar too far and perhaps the leaders of Hamas decamp from there and they go to a place like Iran where there's, uh, you know, it's, it's basically a black hole as far as that. Is that a concern that if you push, if, if this you know, with these gatherings or the pressure is too antagonistic that it could uh, backfire? It's also no secret that the country sends millions of dollars into Hamas-run Gaza, with an official saying publicly they will continue to do so. So that's exactly right. Our, what we've been told is that <clears throat> the Qataris like to have a positive world image of their country and their government. Um, and so... We want. We don't want to do anything that could potentially uh, inhibit their involvement with the release of the hostages. Um, so we want to remind them how important this is. We wanted to remind them that this is super critical for the Jewish people worldwide, not just for Israel, 
um, without uh, making them feel that they're being attacked or bombarded or that we're going to do anything that we were going to do anything to to um, damage the image that they that they want to maintain. We we feel that it we felt that at this point it was more important for our messaging to be clear and direct and distinct as to what the goal was of the gathering than it was to um, work the larger political political strings. Now, um, this 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 gathering, as you're calling it, um, you know, obviously we're talking about essentially four months into this uh, four months into this war and. You've talked about obviously the importance it is not just for Israel, but certainly for the Jewish community uh, and its allies uh, worldwide. Um, but how does one continue to, and how how do you continue to raise awareness for, for example, the hostages? Um, where for your average person, to sound cynical, it's somewhat old news, right? That it's still four months later. I mean, how do you make sure to keep that top of mind when, for people, it was a singular event that they've kind of forgotten about? Um, and to make sure that they know that there are still human beings suffering under pretty hellish conditions. Mm -hmm. So it's it's integrated into so much of the work that we do um, and so much of our community. So there is a grassroots group called Run for Their Lives, which meets every Sunday, and that's part of a worldwide initiative with 156 chapters all over the world where they meet weekly and do a walk or a run for about 18 minutes. Um, Specifically for the hostages, people will put posters, uh, you know, a poster of a hostage on the, the, the front of their T-shirt. Uh, we all wear red when we do it. Um, and that's a unified effort to bring weekly awareness in the Jewish Federation publications. We frequently mention it. We have our own small little digital newspaper called the E-Bulletin. And um, we regularly have articles in it. It comes out about every two weeks. And we regularly have articles focusing on the hostages, focusing on that reminder um, we use it on our social media. We constantly try to bring it up. Um, unfortunately, Israel has been receiving so much negative press right now um, for their efforts in stamping out Hamas that it is easy to forget that this was all started because of their attack and because of their capture of 250 innocents. Um, and so it is critically important that we keep reminding and that we keep bringing up the hostages and we keep doing our letter writing and we keep um, reminding our community and our people that this is the reason that this conflict is going on right now. This wasn't this was not an offensive. This was 100 percent defensive against an attack on Israel um, and that all of this is working to end terrorism, to make the lives for the Gazans better um, and to free the Israeli and other national um, hostages that are being held. And now with the success of this this gathering uh, that you've done, is there plan for more engagements, more gathering, more programs or efforts uh, aimed at applying this kind of gentle pressure on, on Qatar or encouraging uh, other Canadians uh, to do likewise? So, God willing, um, we won't have to do it anymore. God willing, they will have been freed um, and this effort will have come to its fruition and its natural end. Um, yes. There will be other efforts. There's actually, um, so while this is a North American unified efforts at the three hubs that Qatar has um, a diplomatic holding, um, on Sunday, there's a grassroots group out of Montreal that's coming to Ottawa to do a vigil on the hill and then have a march to the Qatari embassy for the same purpose. 
Um, so it's it's interesting that those two events are happening um, in the same week, and maybe um, maybe both of those events will have been incredibly advantageous to have that continued pressure. Um, you know, we'll see. Um, but yes, we will always be working to remind people of the reasons that we're so engaged in this. Wonderful. Well, uh, Jody Green, I want to thank you very much for your uh, for your time and joining us today, and uh, looking forward certainly to seeing those uh, hostages released and to uh, the impact of uh, all these efforts cumulatively. Thank you very much again for your time. Thank you so much, Robert. And that's today's edition of the Honest Report podcast. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to our mailing list, our podcast channel, and follow us on social media for the most up-to-date news. If you like what you've heard, please consider a donation to support our continued efforts at www.honestreporting.ca slash donate. Until next time, thank you so much for listening.